And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, well, well. Hello and welcome to 100 Watts and a Wire. My name is Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. And welcome to with the 100 Watts and a Wire podcast. This is a podcast for amateur radio operators. And on this weekend here, we're just going to open things up. I've actually put the key to the studio door in the chat for those who are uh, uh, so inclined uh, to stop by and say hello. Um, but welcome to you. We uh, do a live show at this point in time. We're doing Saturday mornings live. So if you're listening to this later on in the day, I know, look, it's Easter weekend. Um, you can listen uh, anytime, which is the beauty of the podcast. But it is at this time being recorded Saturday morning live, and folks are welcome into the chat to bring topics. So if you have a topic that you'd like to talk to, uh, about, you know, maybe we can do something cool like uh, put a T in front of it or something. We have Scotty here to uh, manage the chat room. So if anything's there that we need to pick up in terms of topics, things you want to discuss, uh, drop it on in the chat. We brought some of our own today that we're going to talk about. Let me welcome in uh, my partner, my broadcast partner, as they'd say out on the play-by-play, uh, baseball or whatever. It's Steve, Sidecar Steve, W7UDI. Good morning. How you feeling, dude? <laughs> Everybody's getting I'm, I'm more. Doing What's better. going yeah, on with Steve? Just, Steve's sick. Yeah. I just can't be in a room with you, see, child. You some <laughs> bitch. What's wrong with him? What'd you do? Uh, hey. Oh, man. Yeah, this is not uh, I went through the two plus years of uh, the, the pandemic here, nothing. And then uh, last Sunday afternoon, it just. Uh, hit me my throat just started getting really sore and feeling did you fatigued, get the, did so. you get to see did you get it do you think you have it i i, I don't know i mean it just seemed to leave like a head cold it uh, uh-huh. just stayed congested and uh uh just that was about it i thought it was going to run into the chest but no it just kind of pretty much was Good. a head cold and uh, stuffy and uh so um it was just a combination burning the candle at multiple ends and uh, finally caught up to me. So I took a couple of days off from work and, uh, and not a hundred percent now, but I feel much, much better. I sound worse than, than I feel. So it's been, oh, you uh, don't sound bad, man. It, you don't sound bad. I was, I was worried not for this whole thing. It's just, you know, I touched base with you on the day and what's going on. You all right. It is so unlike Steve to, yeah. uh, say I'm, I'm feeling like I can't, work on the net and uh that was a sure sign that like ooh, yeah he must I, I be tapped hurt. out and it's i don't tap out but uh, it was late it was those. see that's the thing it was like six twenty, and it was like a game time scratch if it was a horse race you would have had steve um scratched from uh, the start and it was just one of those things like okay because he doesn't yeah he doesn't I, felt do re- I felt really bad but i and i just went into the house and uh because I was out here ready, <clears throat> ready to go and uh, getting set up, and it was like I I can't do this, and uh, I went to bed and I was done. Put a yeah. fork in me. So well, we're just going to keep it casual today. We get together and uh, record a podcast, but again, this is a podcast for amateur radio operators. So the topics that come up can be uh, controlled by you. I mean, to some degree, we come in here with a with a plan for sure. But it is the intersection of life and amateur radio, so you're going to hear that 
uh, sidecar was uh, sick. You're going to hear that I got uh, scheduled for my hernia surgery. See, this is all the things that, uh, you know, 80 meters is usually good for. But uh, you know what? On a podcast like this, you get to know the players through their lives. And uh, and we're interested in everybody else's, too, because we're all doing this together. Good morning uh, to Ben. I see Ben here. Uncle Paul, don't forget uh, this portion of the program brought to you by Uncle Paul's Pickled Nuts. I mean, could you imagine <laughs> a man so bold to pickle his nuts and package them up the way they do it in New Jersey? That's not Freehold. He's in, uh, where, what part of New Jersey is he in? I'm, Tom's River. Tom's River, New Jersey. That's a specialized product. It's right next to the horseradish. Uncle Paul's. Pickled nuts coming to a market near you. Hello to Uncle Paul. Uh, solo travel adventures. That's uh, that's Patrick, our friend there. And uh, he'd be proud to know that the hosts today are wearing their colors. I'm doing the old school black and white. And uh, Sidecar's doing the new logo stacked there and on the back. Uh, sweatshirt. It's still sweatshirt weather at game time. 42 degrees here near oh St. Louis. This week. Oh, you got snow, dude. That sucks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> On top of all this being sick, here comes the snow. And it it was just like, yep, winter hasn't. It was gorgeous. Everything was greening up. And come Monday, a Sunday night, here comes the snow. And we're just uh, yesterday, uh, Thursday, finally, we had some snow on Thursday, but it didn't stick. Yesterday was the first day that was clear and sunny, and uh, it's going to be like that today and maybe some rain later this afternoon. But, yeah, the craziest thing. And it's all heading east, folks. So we're sending it to you. You can thank me later. Uncle Paul has uh, checked in this morning and says that the uh, Uncle Paul's pickled nuts are kosher. So for our uh, friends who need kosher pickled nuts. Get them in Tom's River, New Jersey, a sponsor of this program. Hello and good morning to Wes, too. Thank you for putting a cue in front of your question. We will talk more in detail about pickled nuts as we go. But good to see you, Wes, and Ben, and all the others who will uh, stop by today. This is a, you know, uh, I've finally, uh, there's been some things going amateur radio related uh, and to my health because of this hernia situation and uh, it's a high hernia which is actually good because not to get too graphic if it were lower say in my pelvic region all your innards would be weighing in that you know and it would be could be painful the thing could problem be problematic whatever mine's higher so it's not dealing with at least all that pressure which is good first week of may i'll go under the knife and and uh, so keep me on this uh, high holiday keep me on your prayer list it's not uh, like a super duper surgery, but anytime, anytime somebody has to do that, uh, think about them. Let's see. Uh, we also have our our uh, our man Scotty, who's hanging out and keeping things orderly in the chat. He's in Maryland. No special products at this time, although he did have a rig he was trying to sell. You move that radio yet, man? Uh, no, I had uh, somebody bite locally, um, but then he waffled out on me. So. I'm well, still sitting on the uh, still sitting on the 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 eight ninety one, and it's still it's still available. All right, eight ninety one, gently used. Contact Scotty, 
off the air about it. Yeah. How are you holding up, man? You you okay? Yeah, yeah, doing all right. Uh, so not too bad here. Sixty-five degrees, so it's uh, comfortable. Not too chilly. I need to uh, get an order in for uh, for my for a new hundred watts hat. I need to. I need some new swag. So okay. Patrick sent me a link uh, on the Discord yesterday. Take hey, me to the to the hat page. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and order me up one. I'm a hat okay. hat guy. I need a hundred watts hat. Now I'm not trying to be sensitive. Now you know I got all nothing up here. I got nothing, and if I let the hair grow on the sides, I'd get bozo esque. So I <laughs> I don't look good like that. <clears throat> and Mama says just bick it. So I'll bick it off, and I've been doing that for I don't know how many years. You got strong follicles up on the top oh he's gonna show us oh i hate this guy dude he's got the strongest hair he's like <laughs> axel rose he's uh, axel I rose. Some... i'm not damn. hiding anything damn it but i wear hats all the time so people think i am but no no but yeah you know. know people people are really sensitive about that i'm not i'm not sensitive about the hair thing at all you know and my wife loves me and she's cool with it if my wife wanted the bozo thing I'd be bozoing it out, dude. And I would have gone crazy during the pandemic and I would have just had this <laughs> wild, crazy hair and nothing down the middle. It would have looked like, um, uh, you know, something landed across my head. But she's cool with it. And I and I have to say, I do have a uh, perfectly round head. It, it is, uh, at least I have that. I don't have a divot in my head. Like people do have that kind of cranium dip. Anyway, oh, see, yeah. this is the intersection of life and amateur radio. And uh, long-distance call coming in. We uh, have questions. We're going to talk about any topics. If you have a topic, maybe put a T in front of it. That will help Scotty be able to pull it from the comments. And, you know, if you want to talk about something in particular, we can do that. But if you have a question, put a Q in front of it. Scotty will pull those. And um, Steve and I will certainly try to answer your questions uh, today. We want to help you give some, some solutions, maybe some tips, some practical advice on how to get uh, to your amateur radio goals. The um, the uh, link to join is in the chat right now, so you can come in. I will probably take your call as uh, audio type based. Do you want to guy? You guys want to do one? You guys want to? You guys want to go to sure. Finland? Let's right, go let's to Finland. Let's, let's go to Tame in uh, in Finland. Uh, Tame, uh, good morning to you, sir. How are you, brother? Uh, let me see. Let uh, me unmute you. Okay, says you're in the. Do I got to do something special here? Talk for me. Let me hear you. You might be muted. I think you're muted on your end. Oh, damn. I think I got to bring him in here. Hold on a second. Let me see. This is the intersection of what the F. <laughs> Timmy, let me hear you. Hey, hey brother. Got no audio. Got no audio on you. What are we going to do? Uh-oh, I hear oh, you. Going good, fine. There he is. Going fine here. All right. Keep talking. I hear I hear myself coming back on you or maybe on your video. Ah, yeah, sure. Right. Finland. Finland calling, right? You're in Finland. What's going Thanks. on? It's a springtime. It's a 5.10 p.m. here. And hello, everybody. This is Oscar Hotel 7 Tango, Timmy, and Finland. Well, we have a springtime here. Eastern weekend, long and long, uh, free weekend. Uh, we have a four uh, day offs uh, during this weekend, and uh, the people are celebrating the incoming summer. Well, good for you, man. Uh, and when you say it's summer, that means it's like minus twenty degrees or something, right? 
<laughs> yeah, zero. As I have told before, that uh, Finnish weather is uh, three months cold and uh, nine months damn cold. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I know that's right. What are you going to do this weekend since it's long for you? Yes, that is a little bit more free time and uh, time to relax and uh, and prepare the things for the incoming season. All right, good. I'm still waiting for my invitation uh, to bring the show there and do the show live from where you are in the uh, period where it's just cold, not damn cold. But I, I think we'd survive with him. Like, this is a guy who's out there living in this, and he's cool. Like, he's going to not cool like I'm a cool guy. He's cool like we're going to live and be warm and we'll eat because I got you. And yeah, I need that's, that amount. That's our environment, and we are here. We are used to being here, and um, this is our land. I had been in the in the middle of Europe as well, and uh, that takes about the two weeks uh, for the um, uh, settle down there because that was too hot for me. Oh, too hot, too hot for him, Steve. <laughs> Hey, man, we appreciate you and your support. I hope you had a good dinner or you're preparing a good dinner where you are. And uh, I'll say 73 and, and let you go run around in the chat. Thanks for checking in. 73. 73. All right. 73, Tomei. Thank Tomei. you for being here. That was great. Thanks, Tomei. Can you believe that? Finland. We're going to Finland right off the bat. So we're working DX here on the show. Is that, uh, man, we go back and forth about YouTube. At least I do. And I drive my team crazy because I'm like, I'm not going to do it. These son of my bitches. I swear to God, I'll do it and smack them in a fish. You know, and it's it would drive you nutty because I don't necessarily dig where the whole landscape is going. Not YouTube itself. It's a really powerful tool. It's the amateur radio side of what's happening in it. And that's that's a whole different conversation and a bottle of wine. And Steve's not healthy enough to sit here and drink a bottle of wine with me at 9 a.m. in the morning. So we're going to we'll let this I sit. I have some screwdrivers oh. and stuff like that. Oh, just you want to do it? Way oh, I can, you like, do I am it. getting my orange juice, you know. I, okay. Gotta, okay. An orange <laughs> juice. Yeah, that makes it kind of a breakfast food, doesn't it? Yeah, when you add and orange it's juice. it's kind of, well, it's, you know, trying to take care of, you know, getting my vitamin C and everything. So, hey. Never know. Well, the whole point of this is that the live streaming of it, I really love, and our nets, the most popular thing that we do that happens to hit YouTube is the Sunday evening net. And people love to come in and watch this multi camera net happen at 100 watts and wire. And frankly, we all love it too. And it, you know, it's just, you know, but because we do this. And it's sent out here and recorded. We do a show like this. And many people are listening. More people listen to the show. And if they can come by on a Saturday, cool. Teme is in Finland. And because of this digital way we can do it, we can actually talk to our brothers. You know, it's it's just a, you know, it's a beautiful thing for me. A couple questions. Should we get into it? We're keeping it pretty loosey-goosey here. Yeah, and if, I, it, I got one I just uh highlighted here off the uh from brad and uh it was is it desirable to ground the counterpoise of an infed half wave and uh i've been kind of thinking about that one and uh from i have little to no experience with the with the infeds and um but from what i've been reading on people that have that have been using it 
um, I have so far I've seen people haven't been grounding the uh, the the end of their counterpoise, and I've seen anywhere from seven to fourteen feet, and everything in between as far as a counter counterpoise length. So um, so I would kind of just leave it ungrounded for the time being, and uh, and you could try it uh, if it's you know long enough to where it gets down to the ground and you drive a a, a ground rod or or have a ground rod you can uh, attach it to and give it a try. It's uh, uh, that would be one of those uh, areas I try uh, when I I, I, have, I do plan to build one and because uh, I want to experiment with it because it's I run into a lot of people on the air that use the you know the NFEDs and uh, it's like sidecar you need to start you know you know get away from those damn double bazookas and offset yeah, right. and uh, open up your you know <laughs> I'm your not, horizons. Uh, I will not I will dig in on the double bazooka. <laughs> I'm digging in. I'll got your back on that one, Steve. <laughs> but the N feds have always been kind of crapped on. Yeah. Well, I mean at mm -hmm. least in the time this is our seventh season of doing this podcast. Mm -hmm. And during the time Ed Feds have been, you know, like, oh it's a complete whatever. And I had spoken to you in recent weeks about traveling because it's something I'm, you know, I'm going to do, and I maybe I take an NFED and it's blah blah blah. And I was going to cut 66 feet of wire and another six feet as a counterpoise, and put it on this. Um, I don't know what this is. is nine to one or four? Yeah, I think one? this is a this is a nine to one, I believe. You know, and get try to get 40 and 20 on it and then give myself a six feet counterpoise and just i did mm -hmm. some research on that so i think maybe there's benefits there but like steve i'm in the research phase and i'm not in the test phase and i i now that the weather's starting to break i want to try it because i don't know what i'm going to do when i go out west when i go to new york city I, it's not going to be possible for me maybe a maglo possible baby go ahead so steve, lately i'm the we're seeing more and more of the the ununs and uh, or the nine to ones, forty nine to ones, are becoming more um, prevalent and available. And I, you know, years ago it it wasn't really available commercially available. You'd have to wind your own and, and make it. So I think that's where the uh, um, uh, the NFEDs were kind of going. Eh, you know, they were they were. Um, you know, being poo-pooed on. And, uh, so now we have, you know, the, these products that are truly what we need for the antenna being available sound. Now it's becoming more, more common. There's a couple of comments that said, well, you know, my NFED doesn't use a counterpoise. Well, every antenna really needs a counterpoise. So, you know, what ends up becoming your counterpoise? it's the shield of your coax and mm -hmm. uh and that's one of the issues that comes in and that's this was what a lot of people complained about i was like i'm getting rf into the into my shack well well yeah because you got common mode current coming down the outside of your shield back into your shack and uh so um there's you know ways to deal with that you can choke it off before it goes in the shack but you know but there's you know we can go off into the weeds but uh, mm -hmm. from what I've been researching and finding out is that a lot of people just adding that simple little counterpoise, six feet, eight feet, seven feet, seems to have taken um, a lot of their issues out of the shack. And uh, so um, I'm going to try it. I got, uh, you know, my test bed out here and I got ground rods. And so I'm going to try, I'll put up a, I, I got to order the parts, uh, the, the unants. So I'm going to order some uh 
um, nine to ones and 49 to ones. And, uh, it's hopefully I can find some ones that can handle your full legal limit because I want to burn them up. If yeah. They can. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and test it out and then try that <clears throat> with it's okay. So this is unterminated counterpoise. Let's terminate the counterpoise. And what I mean by terminating, terminating the ground and, uh, make some A-B comparison, see if it makes a difference or it doesn't make a difference. Uh, and uh, so, uh, uh, Scott, look at Scotty. He has 25-foot uh, counterpoised. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. So, All right. But a good question, Brad. I, I like it. If you have a question uh, while you're here, put a cue in front of it, and we will try to get through uh, your questions today. We have a, collected a few that we didn't get to from previous weeks, so we have those queued up. Usually later in the show, we'll take time to do Q&A, but if you have questions today or topics you want to talk about, hey, it's a, it's a weekend, and hopefully you have both days off and you're around families uh, making uh, some memories here. Steve-O, let me talk about all... Let me have the man, Sunny Skies, come in and tell you about LDG. Take it, Sunny. All right. LDG Electronics, baby. <laughs> you know what's happening now, Mama LDG. Family owned, but not always home. You see what I'm saying, baby? Family, it's part Dusty Roads and part, I don't know, Wolfman Jack. I don't know what Sunny Skies. Are. Sunny Skies with your baby. Speaking of balance, unins, they've got analog meters at LDG. And of course, they're world famous tuners. Customer service, second to none, they're there for you. Visit them online at ldgelectronics.com. Everywhere you look, there's an LDG. Hit the solo, Scotty. Hit the solo. Oh, all right. There you go. Thank you very much to LDG for their support and uh, for you for being here, whether you're listening to this or you're joining us for the live stream. There's another question that came in about uh, Uncle Paul's pickled nuts. He wants to know where he buys jars large enough to be able to pickle his famous nuts. That is a question for Paul. He might be able to put that in uh, the chat for you. There's another question. I don't know if I understand it. Richard, he says, what? Half your age, Christian. Not sure what that means. Um, I'm not sure what that means, but put a cue in front of your questions and we will um, try to pick those up as we go. I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, we have our social media outlets. We're on uh, Discord. I think we're 14,000 plus strong on Facebook. And usually I'll put a question up there for the community, a community question that just happens to have the letter CQ in front of it, which is, you know, ironic or uh, handy or whatever it is, not ironic. But I was asking about misconceptions and we touched on it a little bit. So we'll get you guys involved here in the uh, in the answers and the thoughts of these. And I just wanted to pull a few that were kind of reoccurring and we can take a look at this. And, and one of the misconceptions that kept appearing was that people outside of amateur radio so the question is phrased, what do you feel are the best, biggest misconceptions of amateur radio? And mostly that's from people who don't get it or know what it is. You know, we have these teaching moments where we have to tell people what's up. Number one, um, not with the most votes or anything, but that the hobby is dying. Steve, your thoughts on the misconception that our hobby and service is dying? Nah, our, our hobby is not dying. It's... Uh... 
it's alive and well and uh we're growing it's uh we're not growing in double digits uh year after year but uh we're still growing and um uh it, and i think we're doing fine uh could we do better yes but uh overall we're still growing and we're still having a net positive gain uh unfortunately you know we're losing uh folks as uh they age out and uh god that sounds harsh <laughs> and um not as hard as saying they're all dying they become silent yeah. keys but that's that's what you mean right yeah so um and we have people that uh leave the hobby for other reasons you know they they don't seem to have any more interest in it but i mean we're getting more and more people in and uh and that, is the hobby changing? Yes, it's changing. So uh, it's there is you know a lot of misconceptions. It's like oh, is that CB radio? No, it's not CB radio. Then and, that that uh, one made the list too. And it's you know, and a, a lot of people kind of remember their grandparents or or their crazy uncle or whatever that is a uh, a radio operator and operates out of their basement and things like that. So it's. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of misconceptions there, but, uh, and it's because people just don't understand it and they just don't see the value of it or the need because oh, I can just pick up my cell phone and talk to, you know, Australia with one phone call. That, that's, that's great. I like it. So, yeah. Misconception. So. I guess a point we just need to kind of teach people and it's probably annoying a little bit because maybe we get looked at as being some sort of, oh, isn't that obsolete now like uh-huh. and it comes with <clears throat> you know you're you're in your grandpa's basement and all these sort of that's a misconception and it's a more ignorance than the fact that the people just don't know and it brings up the point you know maybe maybe we need to do more i mean we do field day and i've talked about this in recent years i guess is the message of field day is always the same you know field day we love it it's the most popular special event or operating event known to hams across the board. It's the most popular winter field day is successful also, but our messaging, you know, we get out there and we're like, when all else fails and, you know, I think we probably need to tweak those, you know, a little bit more. Maybe we need to get out more than just this one day a year, you know, I don't know, but I think it's, then you hear the news stories and everybody's like, yay, we got on the news, but you can get a handful of stories every year and they're the same effing story. It's the same. It's like they just rewrote the story from last year and Milwaukee took the same thing. It's the same talking points. They just just changed the name of the players that are involved and, uh, and the name of the place that they've, you know, they've, they're gathering. But I think, you know, what's really helping a lot and and this is the opportunity and it's uh it goes to all of us that are that participate in parks on the air i mean mm-hmm. <clears throat> we were just talking about that on in the discord group so uh and if you're not in our discord group uh you know look us up and uh, and jump in and and join the discord group but we were um i was we were chatting about it and i saw a a report a headline somewhere, uh, probably on QRZ or something, that there's been 9,000 parks on the air activations. And so I'm assuming, I think it's for wow. just this year alone. This, you know, for, and we're in the middle of April. So, um, and there's guys, uh, you know, 
activating and uh, now granted one guy has 800 activations so far this year so to to have an activation count you got to have 10 contacts so i mean he's pretty much gangbanging this it's like okay boom you know i'm gonna get my 10 here go to the next part get my 10 here yes sherry i'll see you in a bit sorry um, sherry. <laughs> new t-shirt coming your way sorry sherry <laughs> sorry sherry yeah, sorry sherry t-shirt and um Patrick, let's work on that Patrick will work on that part <clears throat> until I get it handled and uh then we'll just put a picture of sidecar sitting in the chair at Sherry's office is this that look <laughs> I don't know how you capture the head the chin in the chest the head down of the four-year-old who's just so sad but sorry Sherry. and uh, <clears throat> and that would be a great opportunity to um to you know show what amateur radio is now now the other thing is is going to be the public wanting to ask and be interested because you know the last two years we've been kind of programmed to stay away stay away six feet six feet don't get any closer and uh, so i think it will take a little bit more time as we get back to normal and have normal interactions with people and uh, but parks on the air is probably our biggest and best way of promoting the hobby and you know what? People... If creative people can get out there and do something similar to that, we've made jokes in the past about, you know, working all rooms at the hotel, but people have come up with uh, worked all Wawa's. Pastor Joe wants to work all Wawa's. Mm -hmm. people, you know, that's a very East Coast kind of thing. You can work, you know, what it was at the Walmart parking lots. And, and basically what it's screaming is that we just need to get out there and work, man. So Parks mm -hmm. on the Air is a beautiful thing, and so is Worldwide Flora and Fauna. Um I think that's another way. People who love to get outdoors, summits on the air, get up on the mountain. It depends on what kind of person you are. Camping, get out and camp, right? That may not put you in touch with so many people, but if they get out and see us doing it, that's the thing. And mm -hmm. field day becomes like, let's put up a sign, you know, and it almost forced, it doesn't bring the people in. It's almost kind of like, come over and stop over here and look at what we're doing. And people are kind of like, you know, they're doing about their own things. I guess the but point you, is we just need to get out there and do it more and and maybe be creative. But I agree, Parks on the Air is great. So are other things. You know, there could be exactly. other things that we could create to get out there a little bit more and put it in the people, around the people. Yeah, yeah. and hopefully it will, They, you know, you're out in the park, you've, you've talked to a few people. Well, those people talk to other people. And then maybe they'll go, so what you do this weekend, Fred? Well, I, I went to so-and-so park and I ran into these guys that, or this guy that was, you know, talking on the ham radio and, and talking to all these people around the country and uh, different countries. And all he had was this little radio and a piece of wire and this battery. And he was just kind of talking around the world. And, uh, and then this other guy that Fred's talking to could go, oh, interesting. And, uh, and then it just, you know, promulgates that way and hopefully you know the seed is planted and we get some more interest because some people might go hey that's kind of cool it might be the might be the thing for them to get in the hobby because they might like i like the outdoor aspect i want to be an outdoor person but uh, this radio thing kind of sounds intriguing and it would be kind of nice to have if we're camping and mm. yada yada whatever so i i see the parks on the air being a great uh a PR um, in, uh, environment for us. We're going to get to uh, some contests that are happening this weekend too. Let me um, let me kick it. See if I can do this. But first, let's bring Scotty on in here. This week in radio on the twentieth, my birth uh, my 
my father's birthday, uh, 420 in 1926, the first check sent by radio facsimile. Facsimile. How do you say that word? (laughs) Facsimile. Facsimile. Transmission across the Atlantic. Scotty's in to tell us a little bit about what's going to be happening contest-wise this weekend for y'all. And it looks like another weekend of some QSO parties. Um, a couple of them Canadian QSO parties. We got uh, the Quebec QSO party um, on the 17th, which is uh, going to be later today. Let's look at my uh, look at my Zulu clock. Yep, right. um, 12,200 Zulu to 20 Zulu today. We got the Ontario QSO party happening um, today and tomorrow, and the Michigan QSO party is going on nice. this weekend as well. Um, and there's also a, a cool uh, kind of a worked all provinces oh. of China DX thing that's going on um, this weekend as well. So if you're into, into chasing provinces and a lot of DX stuff, there's a worked all provinces of China DX contest this weekend. So, kind of cool. Well, thank you very much. Thank you yes, very sir. much. All right. Uh, if you have a question uh, that you'd like to talk about, this is like amateur radio talk here. Get involved with it. If you're listening at home, join us for the live. I'd subscribe on the YouTube for that notification to let you know when we go live. We do our live stream on Sundays, except for this Sunday. We're resting the horses, but so no net on Sunday this weekend. However, you may just find a gathering of the willing um, crop up. So we will let the team rest this week, but sidecar Steve didn't run last week. He's all pent up. He's got all this stuff. He's about to explode. If you <laughs> Sorry. Sherry, I, that was not the context I was working under, but I understand the misconception, the misconception there of what we're talking about. So uh, follow our social media. That's our Discord. The links are uh, below. They're also in the links of the podcast audio side. Join us, and if something happens, we'll uh, we'll post it up. All right, where's my misconception stuff? Another one uh, misconception that uh, this is an internal thing between hams that QRO running power is greater than not running power. So QRO is greater than, uh, what's the low power? Uh, Q, uh, QRP. Q, QRP. QRP. So anybody want to jump on that one there? I mean, uh, you're in the parks. Usually you're not running 1,500 watts out there. You might be running 5 watts, peanut whistle up to 100 watts. Maybe maybe some more in the mobile. I don't know. But uh, misconception, and this is just a, a frame of mind here. If you like power, I've heard it on DX. It's like, life is too short for QRP, my friend. Like, mm-hmm. Okay. You know, so that's an opinion. Go ahead, Steve. What do you mm-hmm. think? I, well, in a, in the park setting, it's it's not practical unless you want to be drink, bringing a gas power generator or a huge power source to uh, to supply your fifteen hundred watts. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's I don't see it being super practical. Even if you had your RV or whatever pulled up in the parking lot, it. Uh, it, it just defeats the purpose. I think. Uh, but you know, what about power? Generally, generally speaking, guys want to run power, and some do not run power. Some people cannot mm-hmm. run power because they don't own an amp. It's like the debate. It's not even a debate. It's just your preference is I've got an amp and I enjoy running power. Uh, 
you know, that's that's the thing. So I guess people who run QRP are saying to those who run power, you just don't get it, my man. You don't understand. And the guys who run the power are like, I get it. I got it. I get it good because I run 1,500 <laughs> watts and slam it on people's heads. So exactly. it's just an operating and, method. And it comes down to, you know, the QRPers are going to say, if we're going to get through, we're going to use our skills and we're going to use our, and which is true. I mean, it's uh, all valid points. And then running power is kind of lazy. I mean, yeah, you just flip it on and key down and away you go and, you know, just kind of brute force and uh, running lower power, a little more finesse and uh, and getting there. So um, I see both sides of the of the coin. I, mean, oh, I got to tell you, I was surprised. Now, in the shack, I will run some power because, you know, I have it and I'll run it and I, I don't use it to like. It's not like an extension of my penis. I don't use it as like, oh, you know, like guitar players. No offense, Scotty, I'm a guitar player too. But if you've got a <laughs> guitar player, it's like, oh, yes, it adds more to my Johnson. For me, that's not my that's not my thing here. But I will run it in the shack. When I go out, obviously, I'm not taking all the things like you said. But I have a mental hurdle over going to the five five watts or the ten watts, and the seven oh five was a great test for me last weekend. I took it out, played around, and I and you know what? I made a contact in Maryland of all places, and then I made one I don't know out west. I can't remember where it was, and I was surprised about both of them. But I think if I had an antenna up in the tree, like a, just a simple dipole or an end fed, I would have done better. I was working on this little mag loop made out of coax. And it frustrated me a little bit. And I was like, if my antenna was up there and I was in a decent antenna, better antenna situation than this, I'd probably do even better. So I was a little frustrated on 10 watts on the 705, which is a radio that at one point I wanted to put under the back wheel of my pickup truck because everybody was going nuts <laughs> and back over it and just have a video of that on on the on the channel. Because <laughs> I was not, I, I thought... <clears throat> There was just so much hype about this thing. And I think it's all settled down a bit now. I can say the 705 sounds great. Receive is great. But for 10 watts, I was thinking, you can do 10 watts if you have an external battery, like a bioeno situation. Five watts on like the HT battery that connects to it. 10 watts is a little frustrating if your antenna is not elevated more, I guess. So I was surprised, but also frustrated and um, my takeaway was if I could just get my um, antenna higher or a longer wire and not use this um, mag loop, I would have done better. And maybe I'd have been like, wow, more consistency. I was finding yeah. like defeat, defeat. That sucks. What's, what's going on? Oh, were no. You Do just I put looking it up? for Point. defeat and not looking at the, the positives? You were just kind I, of, were you? I was trying, Steve. Like, I was trying it. And I think the, uh -huh. uh, the results were coming up short. And I was not defeated. I was definitely going in. Like, it's taken me all this time to at least try. So, yeah, there is something inbuilt in me that says I need my 100 watts. Or I need as close to 100 watts out of this as I want. I need, got to get it, 100 watts. Um, 10 watts surprised me to Maryland, surprised me somewhere out west. If I had a better antenna situation, I probably would have done more, and I would have come away with yeah, like, you yeah. damn, this is all right. 
this is all right. So I think it's still on the fence. Or you could have turned that uh, that mag loop antenna and uh, your your peak of the antenna could have been pointing into an area where there was nobody there. True. And, uh, you were, so that that could have been one factor. But uh, yeah, I would uh, you know try one of the higher dipoles that are in the trees and and uh, try it again and see what happens. Yeah. Now another thing could have been propagation at the time. Uh, you know, lately we've been dealing with some CMEs and a few other odds and ends from the good old sun. That's kind of foobarred the band up a little bit, but uh, I wouldn't give up on that. I haven't, and it sounds great. The thing is, is like, I know that when I go to New York, I'll be in Manhattan, and there's no chance of sending it up. So this was kind of a test just to see what I could mm-hmm. I could do in a pretty city situation. Um, and we'll see. You know, it's so easy to pack it up, carry it. The 705 super light, but the receive on it is really good. So um, yeah. it right now it's on the list. I haven't pulled it out away from the table. I just I'm so used to working in such a way that I'm becoming not a power snob. Like I don't need to have all that money. I mean power out there in the field, but I like to have my hundred. I have gone down to that snobbery. So you're snob. I'm, I'm you're kidding. snob, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm snob. I'm power snob. And it, But I got humbled really quick yesterday, last night. So Well, tell me about I, it. I, yeah, Do so I, Do come out, I, come, I come out to the shack yesterday, feeling pretty good, and uh, bring up the Discord group. So if you're not with our Discord group, here's your chance. Come and join us on Discord. And, uh, and you know, on the ham radio, hey, where are you guys hanging? And I just threw out, oh, I'm sitting on uh, 14260, um, listening to a couple guys chit-chat. And uh, it was they were in the background, and I'm just kind of reading, catching up on my Discord. And uh, and they kind of finished up, and then uh, some gentleman uh, started, you know, doing an audio test. And uh, so being the smart ass that I am, Jerry, yes, I'll see you in a few minutes. Um, That's a mild I, one there. Yeah. I said Johnson, Sherry. I mean, you know, and I meant like my Johnson. Yeah, but she she uh. has a, she has a she gives you a lot of slack. It's I'm the I'm the whooping boy. You know. Yeah, the, you're beat, the beat, one beat that right I'm in the checks. meetings for. I'm in the meetings, and they're like, "Look, sidecar is just you know." You like, know. Hey, so, it. so I uh, being the smartass, I uh, said, "Hey, your audio sounded good," and he freaked out. He's like kind of acting like he's, uh, I didn't know it was on the air. It's like, well, what do you think you were doing? I mean, uh, you're doing an audio check and <laughs> you're transmitting. It's, but I didn't say that. I wanted to. But uh, and, uh, so, um, and, you know, I threw my call out. And, yeah, he gave me his call and I tried to initiate a, a QSO, but it kind of faded away and, and then another gentleman came in and I started chatting with him uh, and he was in Florida and just, and then towards the end, right at the end, as we were signing, I looked over towards my amp and I go, yeah, I turned it on. I never put it, I looked over and I saw the watt meter on the amp and it said 50 watts. And I'm like going, holy smokes, I've been running uh, 50 watts this whole time. So, uh, and we were both S9. So uh, you don't have to have the power. It's but how fast did you power. reach over and go, oh, no, oh, no, power. Oh, I must <laughs> well, push that, button. Right at must the, push button. And then I reached over and I, I hit it. And I, go, damp off. I go, I probably sound a little bit better now. And he went, wow. What yeah, the? Right. And I told him what I did. And it was like, yeah. But 
but normally I, I take the lazy man way and I go the dark side and uh, I hit the power. It's, uh, there's know, no right or wrong. Comment. There's no right or wrong. Do what you want to do. I think that's the message we always come away with is that do what you want to do and leave people alone. If you can't you know, let them be, you know, leave people alone. Try to leave people alone. That's one of the things that will help us is if we can leave people alone. There's there's some other ones there. There's a question that came in. Again, if you have a question, put a cue in front of it. Welcome to uh, the show today. It is a, a podcast for amateur radio operators. So we talk about life and amateur radio, and as they intersect, there was a question about where to get those cool-looking hoodies and sweaters. And if you go to 100wattsandwire.com, click on Merch, You'll find something there uh, for you. Different oh, colors. Old school logo here in the black and white. Steve's uh, sporting one of the, the newer logos. is stacked on a sweatshirt. Both sweatshirts black. His is gray. Get out of the way. Uh, Scotty's got a shirt that's uh, 100 Watson Wire. Old school logo. It's all there available to you. And it supports the show. All the money that comes into the show goes back into development, production, distribution. We just put it right back in. So, but thank you for that question, Tamei. Anybody else has one? Just put a cue in front of it, and we'll get to that. And uh, it's about Speak, that time. Speaking about mm. my QSO, Dave is here. Dave Albright, uh, uh, KO4 uh, um, ZIV. Uh, it uh, so it was. Uh, thank you, Dave, for the uh, the conversation uh, last night. It was that was wonderful. Welcome to it the community, nice David. QSO. 40, awesome. uh, let's see, 50 watts, he went uh, 3,400 miles, so there you go, and he yeah. still had to jump at that button and go, you didn't hear me the way I was supposed to be, <laughs> how's it now, is this better for you, David? Anyway, this is the portion of the of the show where we, uh, we take some of your questions that come in, they come in through a form during the week. Or they come into the chat by putting a cue. We try to answer as many as we can. You can bring up topic suggestions, whatever you like. In the end, it is your uh, show, and you can you can let us know what you think. But uh, this part, we want to try to help you get you some tips and the tools, some of the practical solutions to help you achieve your amateur radio goals. So we'll do that now. The questions come in. Steve does not want to see them at all, so it puts us in a in a interesting situation. Uh, where we, if we don't know, we will go back and try to find out. Here's one. I didn't really have an answer to this one. And the question is, what is a passive antenna? Rob wants to know, what's a passive antenna? A passive antenna is all our antennas. Are all, all our antennas are passive unless there is an active component in the that is part of the antenna built in. So a um, a if we had a preamp that was uh, in the that was part of the antenna, uh, it, then that would be an active antenna, um, like your satellite TV antennas, the the LNBs. There's a preamp in there right at the feed horn, and uh, so that's an active component. But our you know a dipole, our beams, our our mobile antennas, they're all passive devices. There's no active component in it. Um, you can make a passive repeater, is, uh, which is uh, two antennas. So say you're in a metal building and you're having coverage problems with you know, getting into a local two-meter repeater. You can put an antenna inside the, the building. So like my shop here, it's a metal shop, um, or at least the skin is metal. Um, 
I would put an antenna on the inside uh, and then a short piece of coax that would run to an antenna on the outside. And, and that would be a passive repeater because the, I would transmit with a handheld inside the shop. A, a portion of that signal would be picked up by the antenna and then re-radiated by the antenna that's on the outside. So that's a passive repeater. So, but getting, And those are passive devices. The antennas, there's no active components or anything. So, so um, if all our antennas, our normal antennas are passive unless there is a you know an active component like a an amplifier it being a preamp or a amplifier that is uh um in the transmit direction at that is incorporated with the antenna it's not separate from it so that's my take all right thank you for the question again if you have a question while you're here put a cue in front of it uh we'll leave the key under the door you can actually come in and ask your question bring up a point about some of the misconceptions we talked about today it's a podcast for amateur radio operators, and that's how it rolls. All right, let's look at another question, Steve. Is the ground connection on a Ballon and Unin the same as the counterpoise? This one actually came up a little bit earlier in this show. So, in other words, there's a ground lug. I don't know what you'd call it. Oops, wrong side. Right there. Where you would put... Wing nut. Yeah, wing nut for your ground. Um, you want to talk about that a little bit? Is it the same? The ground connection the yeah, same as a counterpoint? It would, uh, it would be typically that point. Uh, the the ground and your counterpoise would be all one and the same. There you go. Unless unless it just depends on the design of the uh, of the ballon and how it's wound, but m most likely it's ninety nine percent of the time it would be that. If it wasn't, then why put it there? Got it. That's a great question. Why put it there? Nothing. Okay, good, Sherry. Thank you. Whoa. I just oh, made it Roger. super large. <laughs> uh, when making an antenna, what is the re relationship between wire gauge and radio effectiveness? It, uh, I, effectiveness, I would, I wouldn't, uh, countered it as effectiveness I would uh, say broadbandedness so as we go back to when we first started learning about uh, RF and everything when we were studying for our test um, RF floats on the surface of a uh, of a conductor and the larger surface area you have hence larger gauge wire the antenna becomes more broad-banded. It's so instead of being a really narrow-banded antenna from the, the two to one points on the VSWR with like 30 gauge wire versus 12 gauge wire, it'll become your antenna becomes broad-banded, and so that's what will will have an effect as far as the gauge of the wire. Um, it will still radiate. Uh, the same there might be a little bit if we get down into the into the the nuances but we're talking fractions of a, a db and it's going to be negligible but the biggest thing you will see is going to be how broad the antenna is and uh, that's one of the factors of why you know we, we've talked about the double bazooka why the double bazooka is such a great antenna for broad bandedness is um it's wider than a standard dipole because you have more surface area. 
uh, cage dipoles are much wider uh, bandwidth wise because you have you know the wires that are separated and effectively you're making your uh, um, your your dipole antenna like thicker wire but uh, it just effectively becomes broadbanded and so that's the biggest uh, difference between you know wire gauge does for us here in the hobby all right very good Thank you for that question. Um, this portion, we're going to take a, a pause here, bring Scotty back in, give him a little bit of love when he's uh, set up. we got to let you know about some special events in HamFest. Are you ready for that, Scotty? Let's all, I got it queued up. Look at right, me. I'm on, I'm on top of things. This is uh, when Christian will take a drink of the coffee and listen <laughs> to things roll out. What you got? That's it. All right. Uh, April 16th and 17th, it's, uh, it's a POTA Support Your Parks weekend. Um, expecting upwards of 800 operators out out and about activating their parks, rocking their 891s and, and such. On um, the 18th is World Radio Day, so I've got to make an effort to to get on the air and and work some work some World Radio Day stations. And of course, uh, the 23rd is a Marconi Day. Work historic sites. There's uh, international um, special event stations for for the Godfather of Radio. Um, on the twenty third, Marconi oh, Funky Jam, Funky Jam. That's it's a Funky Jam. It is called Funk Funk. Right on it, right on it. It's like having, <laughs> like having swamp ass after you've been working outside for a long time. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. All right, the sweaty you, the sweaty section, the intersection of your draws and your whatever. Anyway. So welcome to, uh, this is uh, Life in Amateur Radio. We got a lot of problems. And of course, oh, yeah. I assemble the team with the most problems. I don't know. I don't yeah. know if that's true, though. <laughs> some uh, some other questions have come in and topics to talk about. Some misconceptions, other ones that have come in are worth noting. Both sides of the MCOM deal, which is um, interesting to me, that some hams feel that amateur radio is directly associated with MCOM. And then other folks have came uh, come on and said that, um, you know, that it's not associated with the emergency. So again, among ourselves, there's a misconception, I guess, among ourselves is what I was taken away from it, that what our role is in emergency communications. And some weeks ago, Steve and I went into great detail about what is it, the AUX system now that you know, there's changes. Things are changing, and I think we have to be open to changes, not just in the MCOM of it, but in the, the hobby itself. And that might be one of the things. I might have stumbled on something here is that our willingness or our unwillingness to not change and adapt, which is what we're really based on, you know, we got to be able to be flexible and, and welcome change. And I know I'm ranting a little bit, but the the MCOM thing kind of works out itself. Some people feel like it's connected to emergencies only. Some people don't think that it's directly, and that's just a, a state of mind or an opinion. But really, the change aspect here, maybe we can spend a couple minutes talking on how this hobby has gone from men in suits sitting around with the pipe and, and the tubes and all the changes that have come around and how now we look at digital and FT8 and all these other modes as being you know, what happened? I don't know what happened. Somewhere along the line, we lost our um, openness to change. I don't know. What do, you, what do you make of this, Steve? And then, Scotty, uh, 
I'll come over to you. I mean, we have a lot of, I mean, let's look at the, the demographics of the, of the hobby here. And, uh, it's, uh, a lot of older, more seasoned senior people and they're pretty well set in their ways. I've been doing sideband since the day of time. I like that. I like that CW. character, by the way, and we need to do that yeah. more. <laughs> I've been doing. Okay. I love, I love and, it. And I'm not going to do any of these fandangled FT8 stuff. It's just they're, they're set in their ways, and God bless them for that. Uh, it, it's awesome. But it's, uh, you know, we change. We have, we have some pretty great people uh, that are developing software and incorporating new technology into our hobby and, uh, and new modes that have attracted a lot of people. And, uh, and we just came through the solar minimums, and I think FT8 was probably one of the best modes to be here at the time to get a lot of people through the, through the minimums. We lose a lot of folks because they get discouraged because they can't, you know, work DX because propagation sucks. And, uh, and I'm like going, yeah, it does, but we'll get through it. But you know, for those three or four years, it's like we're in the desert and, uh, we want to go to the oasis. We want to be sitting on this little, you know, this desert Island on this white Sandy beach. And, you know have our umbrella drinks no we're stuck out in this desert and we're lucky if we get a glass of water and um so it, there's just this resistance to change and it's the curmudgeons and uh i you know i fight that um, you know i'm in that category i'm that old guy been around for 40 plus years and uh but I recognize, you know, having change and the hobby has to change and will change and there's nothing I can do to stop it. And let's just go along with it and uh, become part of the solution, not become part of the problem. And uh, so there's that. And it is also came down into the e-com thing. And there's people that want to relive the glory days that we amateurs, we were here to save the day when the the existing communications network fell apart. And that has changed. You know, things have been more resilient, especially in the metro areas where the counties that can afford to, to have these systems. Out in mind, you know, where I'm at, we're a little behind the times. But uh, so there might be a little bit of hope for us. But it, it's just... I think it comes down to the resistance to change and uh, people will fight and uh, they want to relive the glory days. And it's easy to sit back and uh, blow V8 and say, I remember back when, you know, Marconi was a, just a punk ass kid and I taught him <laughs> everything he knows. <laughs> yeah. Great points. It seems that we always have to, we always start talking about the same thing. Big famous radio guy agrees with me. Oh. Don't you know any other goddamn tune? Yeah, so uh, in the great words of Chris Farley, don't you know any other GD uh, tune? Scotty, just a second there. I know we're creeping up on an hour, and uh, for our podcast listeners, that's usually uh, as much as we will, will uh, 
force on you. So I uh, want to see if anybody in the chat here would like to, uh, we could do a little overtime today. If you like, uh, give us a thumbs up, hit the like button, show us somehow that you want to hang out a little bit longer today. I know it's a holiday weekend, uh, but I want to get to Scotty's point on this uh, on this brief topic here about the, um, I don't know, the unwillingness to change. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot, you know, like what Steve was saying, there's a there's a lot of a lot of old timers that are set in their ways. Um, and one thing that I'm I'm happy that my um, my 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 club, their their Aries Races group, um, they're starting to have a weekly digital net um, where they're ex- where they're experimenting and practicing using um, FL Digi in in different modes. They're sending some of the uh, they're practicing sending the the official um, forms. For uh, for information, they're trying. Uh, um, pra- there's a WinLink net, net that they're going to be starting up, and so they're practicing using some of these digital modes, which is which is. I mean, if, if you're going to do the MCOM stuff and you want to, you know, you want to be able to help out um, your community uh, agencies, that this is these are things that you gotta you gotta let go of the of the old kind of mindset, and you have to embrace some of these newer um, digital modes. The data. You need to be able to move data um, and help mm-hmm. move data around. Um, so it's where it's at. I mean, uh, and in this area, the entire state of Maryland has a, such a redundancy in its communications. There's everyone's got their everybody's got their own their own P25 groups and and their analog um, backups. The entire state's tied together on a 700 megahertz first first system. Everybody is is simulcast and redundant simulcasts and rebroadcasts across multiple uh, frequencies and towers and agencies and it's um data is where it's at got to be able to move data Mm -hmm. digital modes are the future of uh Mm -hmm. with that stuff if the fcc knew you were doing drugs on the air shut us down (laughs) okay that was scotty scotty's checking in so thank you yeah we're creeping up here uh on an hour and i don't want to have uh be in your ear for too long appreciate you we will go into an extended time steve you okay you feeling all right to do a little bit of uh overtime Mm -hmm. here scotty you all right you got to go run in the marathon grow or brush your hair damn it we talked about his hair no but i'm gonna run and get a get a fresh beverage though and oh get your beverage yeah do your thing he's gonna put some he's gonna put some conditioner through his hair and stuff yeah he's gonna go condition his hair there's one final note i want to make it brad said uh Uh, talking about a radio-related book, and I have this book, and I need to read it. Uh, Let's uh, talk about the 100 Watts in a Wire book club. It's called Thunderstruck, and um, it's meant to be uh, amateur radio-related. It's a New York Times bestseller that I've picked up, but yet have yet to read it, but I want to, and it's close. And so when he put that uh, note there in the chat, I had to grab it off my bookshelf, because it's there, and it's one that I want to check out. Let's uh, say 73 to our friends who are listening to us. We appreciate you every day. Uh, you are the, uh, the backbone of this show. Although we, um, we record it to bring you in, I really love uh, the live streaming aspect because you can come in here and be a part of the show. But we know that uh, listeners are really where it's at. This is a seven-year-on uh, podcast about amateur radio. Please share it with your friends. Please subscribe. The little things you can do are not vanity metrics for me, for sure, but the thumbs up, subscribing on YouTube, it lets that algorithm, which is a heartless machine, 
that just wants to oh. see that people dig mm -hmm. what you're doing, so they kind of throw it out there to others. If that little bit of um, support, uh, you can manage that. That that just helps our community throw um, more seeds in a broader way. I'll say 73 to Steve and to Scotty, and we'll head out of here. Uh, and uh, we'll do a little overtime on YouTube for the YouTube folks. Anything we missed, uh, Steve? No, I think we got it. So thank you, everyone, for being here. A happy Easter to you and the family. And uh, we'll look forward to catching up with you again next week. 7-3, Scotty, thanks for coming by and running things in the chat room for us, sir. Yeah, 7-3. Yeah, sorry, I, did, I really had to use the bathroom real quick there i couldn't couldn't quite make it to the finish line but i'm back i'm back i'm back baby i'm it's back too, baby. too much you know potty talk is too much yeah you could just say something about your johnson but potty talk is too much 73 guys uh, may the dogs run by your side and by Happy all means Easter. if you can please stay above the noise 73 everyone to join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.